Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast. My name's Chris, and it's fantastic to have you back with us for another podcast. And I've got an interesting one, some very interesting information in store for you in this video. If you enjoy this sort of content, mash up the like button, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already, tapping that bell, selecting all the notifications so you never miss a video. Jump in the Discord. It's absolutely free to join. Link is in the description of this video. Over 6,500 people supporting one another navigate this space safely it's a fantastic community and there's so much going on in the discord have some more meaningful conversations with nick and myself down in the discord right let's get down to the desktop so i'm going to start here retail crypto investors in emerging economies hit hardest by ftx and terror collapse and this is according to the bank for international settlement the crypto market lost more than $450 billion after the terror implosion back in May 2022. And furthermore, another $200 billion after the FTX bankruptcy in November, according to this report. Now, while most crypto app users worldwide lost money on their Bitcoin holdings after last year's collapse of the Terra ecosystem, so Terra Luna, uh, that is, and the USDT, and the FTX exchange back in November. Investors outside the major economies took the biggest hit, the Bank for International Settlements has said in a, a report they published earlier today. Losing money in uh, risky investments isn't something new, though. Last year, American investors lost $9 trillion due to falling stock prices alone and look these numbers are staggering and um, you see all this issue around regulation and uh, the agenda that is around um, you know crypto and I think this is led from you know the traditional finance markets uh, you know the banks and uh, you know the, the regulators that want to line their pockets uh, are making out that you know the, the crypto space is like it is is a huge problem and it's and it's uh something new it really isn't and i really wanted to highlight that from this article now uh the bis uh an institutional owned uh, cent uh by central banks analyzed data from crypto exchange apps for 95 countries and on-chain data on the daily distribution of bitcoin holdings uh, holdings collected uh from into the block the data showed that from August 2015 to December 2022, almost three quarters of users downloaded a crypto platform app when the price of Bitcoin was above $20,000. This is a rather interesting article, so I am going to link it in the Discord for you to read through it at your leisure. The point that I really, you know, and poorly was trying to articulate here was the fact that this isn't new that people lose money in uh, risk assets. This is something that we see in the stock market as well and various other markets. So, you know, this narrative of crypto is bad, um, you know, is is really like no different than any other risk asset. So, um, look, you're going to get bad actors in the traditional space as well as the crypto space. And uh, for me, it's worth highlighting these things because, you know, the narrative needs to change. It's people, not the actual, um, you know, blockchain technology or the crypto. We just need to be really clear on that. So crypto's speculative nature makes it really dangerous. And this is the basically, basically the inventor of the internet, the World Wide Web, uh, Tim uh, Berners 
Lee, I think I'm pronouncing that right, probably butchered it, apologies, has called crypto dangerous due to the high speculative nature of it. And um, look, I think you can go back to to the, the internet, the dot-com bubble, and you know people were saying the same things back then. Um, this is like the next iteration of the internet uh, and everything else, payments, the lot. And um, you're going to see this stuff uh, on a regular basis. And um, these people should know better than most and uh that add into the, to the narrative that you know is basically in my opinion uh set uh, set to see us you know go down to, to new lower lows but you know time will tell whether i'm right or whether i'm wrong uh no hong kong won't be allowing retail traders access to crypto on the 1st of june so there is this um bullish piece of news uh going around that hong kong is opening up its uh it's crypto uh, regulation and uh, everybody's going to be able to get into crypto. And this is so bullish, um, but it's not actually factually accurate, I'm led to believe. So uh, a tweet suggesting that the city will make crypto fully legal for all citizens is misle uh, a misreading of the legislation. And uh, if we get into this, we see uh, Brian uh, Armstrong here, Americans, uh, America is uh, risk losing its status as the financial uh, hub long term uh, with no clear regs on crypto um, and no, basically citing this uh, on the 1st of uh, June 2023 Hong Kong will officially make crypto purchasing and selling and trading fully legal for all citizens not the case it's only for um, accredited investors according to to the actual legislation so look, I'm going to drop this article in the um, discord for people to read through at their leisure and this is why you have to you know take everything that you read with a pinch of salt so you know it's kind of one of those um but yeah you know, i thought it was worth highlighting because there's a lot of people thinking that the gravy train is about to arrive at the station and uh, i don't think it really is crypto next bull run will uh, come from the east and this is the Gemini, uh, Gemini co-founder. So basically what he's saying is he believes the next crypto bull run will be coming from Asia while America has two options, embrace crypto or be left behind. And uh, I think, you know, America is going to be left behind at this rate. They need to really get their act together. The likes of the UK wanting to be a crypto hub, you know, is uh, something that, you know, I think could come to, to fruition and uh is something that you know um i think will be met with open arms particularly from from people in the uk i'm sat here i get to see a really good breakdown of um you know viewership and stuff like that and don't get me wrong you know we're, we're a uk channel but you know it's it's uh you know quite a high percentage of viewers are from the uk uh, the biggest uh, part of our audience is is the us obviously um but I think that this is something where the, the, the UK viewership is going up. I do think that this will be in line with more and more investors also from the UK getting involved in cryptocurrency. So look, it's, it's interesting stuff. And I think it's worth you know people reading up on, on this sort of stuff. Um, now, I have talked about concerns that I do have. I have read some of the comments on the, the main channel talking about, you know, that people can't see the prices coming back down. And you got lucky with the last, uh, you know, pullback in the market to a lower low. Um, and, and everybody says this sort of stuff, you know, everybody's guessing and this, that, the other. But we weren't guessing about FTX. We saw what was happening with FTX. We weren't guessing when we said that, the, you know, we were going to see a new lower low. We 
called the the lower low uh for, for june we got that bang on we said that wasn't the lower low the new lower low came in in november and we're saying something similar now and uh you know people are saying it was lucky and that you know it was a black swan event well uh, i'm going to predict there's another black swan event then because i expect to see a lower low so um people are, are getting overly bullish uh rather quickly and uh i i think the higher we go the lower we're going to have to come crashing down and one of the things that i've cited as a potential black swan is stable coins and this article really it was just the headline that got me i'm not really too interested in in the actual contents of the article uh, as such um but well, I, the headline really did uh, resonate with me uh, and my thoughts on stable coins stable coins the lifeblood of crypto and i think it's very much that and this attack on busd i think is uh, something uh, that will be much bigger than people really anticipate I think that uh, this is uh, an attack to to get a judge to to sign a stablecoin off as a uh, security, and I think once that is achieved, I think we will have big problems for for you know Teva uh, and various other stablecoins. So you know, for for me, this is something we should be monitoring. The other concern that I've got that is another potential black swan is the um, the authorized custodian aspect of things that the sec are also looking at my concern is that um exchanges will basically be told that they cannot be um you know uh, authorized custodians and then i think it will be pushed into more of the traditional space uh, if the stable coins aren't um already sort of uh, banned and, and made into securities uh, both of these uh, scenarios have a really you know big negative impact at least in the short term if they were to you know uh actually you know succeed in, in what they're looking to do here so you know with those things in mind i want people to to just be mindful you know not to um you know uh, abandon risk management and when i say this you know part of risk management is not having all of your crypto on exchanges you know having it on like a hardware wallet now we do have an affiliate link uh, where we do get a bit of a kickback uh, in the description of this video for ledger a hardware wallet and uh, i'm not just you know highlighting it um, because we get a kickback it's, it's small it's insignificant um but you know it is something that i think people should be aware of we have uh cheekyschool.com as well where we do courses uh one of one of them is risk management um now nick and myself um you know i i don't see us as lucky a matter of fact, I don't think I'm the luckiest person. I think I have quite a lot of bad luck. But what I would say is, um, you know, having good risk management means that you mitigate uh, a lot of the downside. You know, we mentioned earlier in this podcast that, you know, lots of people lost money in the the the, um, the collapse of FTX and the collapse of Luna. Nick and myself didn't. We made money and so did a lot of our community. If they didn't um, make money, they were saving money. Um, because Nick and myself were ahead of the curve with that but not only um, you know were we ahead of the curve because we you know have our finger on the pulse and are looking at the markets every day um, we had really good risk management we didn't keep more than five uh, percent of our portfolio in like one one location so you know if I have money on an exchange I don't have all of my money on the exchange I have a very small insignificant percentage on the exchange and if I want to to have several orders open I have it on several different exchanges 
uh, and you know i test all the on and off ramps and and all that side of things so like from from my side uh, i think that you know it's not luck it's good risk management and that's why i talk about it check out cheekyschool.com uh, i think uh, from today we're going to have a, a discount so jump in the discord and you, know, you can get i think up to about 40 percent off so definitely worth checking that out if that is of interest i hope you enjoyed today's video and um, understand the importance of the stuff that i'm trying to highlight to people obviously i'm not a financial advisor treat this as educational purposes only go away do your own research and see whether you agree or disagree with me after doing your research on the stuff that i'm highlighting uh, but yeah look you know it's my thoughts my opinions and uh, i'm always going to bring those to you with everybody's best interests at heart so uh, if you enjoyed today's video mash up that like button subscribe if you haven't subscribed already tap in that bell selecting all the notifications so you never miss a video and i will catch you in the next one take care